Welcome to we are on Melachim Bet, chapter 7. And we, uh, we, we had this insane siege of Shomron by, the, by Aram. Okay, this is a major siege of Shomron by Aram, which caused extreme, extreme hunger to the extent that women were eating their children. And uh, they went, and then, and then the king of, the, of Israel, which is, whose name is... At this point, Yoram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how come I always forget? If you pick up, if you have the chart that uh, Shelby uses, that would be helpful. And no, I think it's on our chat potentially. Okay, so he says, "I want to kill uh, Elisha." So he comes to Elisha and he just says, "No, by tomorrow, all the food prices are going to be very cheap." And then one of the servants of the king says, "That's impossible. What are you talking about?" And he says, "Okay, you're not going to be able to partake in the food." Okay, because you're doubting the fact that God could do such a miracle, you're not going to partake in food. Okay, let's just see. I'm pretty sure it's Yehoram. Yeah, it's Yehoram. Perfect. Yehoram, and then the famous Yehu is going to destroy the entire family of Achav. That's coming up soon. Okay. Did we get the eight? No, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, and then, and then, so, and then in the background, we hear of these four lepers. These people that have leprosy. They're like, okay, we're dying in the city anyways. We might as well go and check out. What's going on in the Aramean camp? Because either we're going to die of starvation, or at least maybe you'll find some nice guy, some nice soldier. No, oh, you guys are bad bakht, uh, poor guys with leprosy, we can, with the tzara'at. We'll come and give you some food, and they'll keep us alive. Who knows? Or they'll kill us. Okay, so they killed us. Uh, so they go, and they see the entire camp is gone, and all of the, the money and the food is still there. So they're taking stuff, and they say to themselves, you know, this is a time of good news. If we let this news till the morning... Uh, it, it'll be a sin for us. Let's go tell Am Israel. So they go back to tell this Am Israel, and they, and the word gets to the king, and the king at first doesn't believe it. He says, "No, this is a trap. They're just setting up a trap so that we can go out of the city, and then they're gonna kill us." And uh, I think that's where we got up. There. Yeah, that's pretty much where we got up. There. No, we did this too. Um, and he said, "Let us take." Five of the horses that are left, and we'll go and we'll check what's going on outside in the camp of Aram. So they take two uh, horses with chariots, and they send, and the king sends after the camp of Aram, and he says, Go see. And they go after them past the, uh, until the Jordan River, and they see the place that the Aram was camped. It's all filled with clothing and vessels that the Aram people left as they were rushing to leave. And the messengers came back and they told the king, no, these guys are right. There's actually just tons and tons and tons of stuff left for us and there's no siege anymore. The, the, the nation went out and they plundered all of the camp of Aram. And one se'ah of wheat was a shekel and two seahs of barley was also a shekel just as Hashem said. Pasuk Yudzan. V'amelech hipkid et ha-shalish asher nish'an al yado al ha-sha'ar v'yirmesu hu ha'am ha-sha'ar v'yamot k'asher diber ish ha-eluhim asher diber beredet ha-melech elav. Now do you remember that servant of the king that said what do you really think Elisha that it's possible that even if God were to open up the sky and cause it to rain like crazy it wouldn't the prices wouldn't come down so fast there's no way you can give so much abundance so quickly Elisha said, okay, you're not going to partake in the abundance that's about to come. Uh, and how did that guy not end up partaking? 
so the shalish, the his servant that uh, um, rest on the king's arm, meaning his his close servant, uh, that he went also to partake, and he got trampled by the crowd, and he died, just like Elisha said when the king came down to him. And exactly as the king, as as uh, Elisha said, just like Elisha said that the prices would be one uh, one se'ah of wheat for a shekel and two se'ah of barley for uh, a shekel. So happened. And just like that man who answered Elisha and said, what do you think if... God were to open up the heavens and cause rain, this would actually happen. Just like um, Elisha said that he wouldn't eat, you're going to see it, but you're not going to eat it. So happened. The guy saw the abundance, but he didn't get to partake in it because he got trampled and he died. And it was to him exactly as Elisha predicted, that the people trampled him by the gate and he died. Why it's a little bit repetitive? Um, first it's trying to say what happened And then it's going back And it's just rehashing uh, Meaning the first In Pasuk Yudzayin That it's saying That And the people trampled that man That concludes the story And then from Pasuk 18 to 20 It's just trying to Go through all of the, All of the Elisha's predictions And kind of view A summary of Elisha's predictions And how they all came true Exactly And that's uh, That's what Pasuk 18 to 20 Are doing They're just They're just showing That exactly what Elisha said all occurred, okay? So that's the story of the Mitzrayim and uh, well, the salvation that is brought to Shomron uh, by the prediction of Elisha. What? Why did they do it in such a short time, like like time frame? Like, this happens, he's like, there's going to be flour for one shekel, but you're not going to partake, and then it happens, and then they repeat the whole story again. Like, this is... So, so that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, Pasuk Yudchet, which is, when it when the guy gets trampled, is just the conclusion of the story, meaning and it was that that man who said to Elisha it would never happen got trampled, and then from from that pasuk on, it goes and it says, um, and these are the predictions of Elisha, that the flour would be this price, the barley would be this price, and the man would be trampled, and they all happened, meaning it just it's just re- repeating the story just to tell you that every that. single thing that Elisha said in the name of God occurred. Okay, all right. Pasuk uh, chapter 8. <coughs> oh, okay. Now, remember the woman that used to give Elisha a place to stay? That she lost her, that Elisha gave her son, and then she lost her son, and Elisha brought him back to life. So Elisha has hakarata tov to that woman, because she always took care of him. So Elisha hears that there's going to be a famine in Israel, and he tells a woman, "Go you and your household, and go and somewhere else. Go live somewhere else, because God has called for a uh, famine to come upon the land for seven years." And the man gets up, and she does exactly as the man of God says. She and her household went, and they lived in the lands of the Pelishim for seven years. After seven years passed, the woman, the woman returns from the lands of the Pelishim. And she cries out to the king regarding her house and her field. She had left her house and her field in Israel. And then when she came back, there was somebody who was living there and someone who take, tried to take possession of it while she was gone. 
So she cries to the king, so what is this? I left because there was a famine. I didn't give up title to my house. I still own my house. Now I'm coming back. I want to go back to live in my house. What's going on? He says, please tell me all of the great things that Elisha did. Okay, the king is speaking to Gehazi. Uh, I don't know how Gehazi makes his appearance here again. But Gehazi, the, uh, apparently the, the leper Gehazi, he somehow befriends the king. And uh, he says, please tell me exactly all of the great things that Elisha did. And Yechazi is telling the king all of the miracles that Elisha did and how he gave this woman a child and then brought the child back to life. And he said, by the way, king, this woman who's crying to you about her field and her house, she is the woman that Elisha brought the son back. And the king then asks the, the woman, um, what is your matter? And she tells him exactly that someone had taken her house. So the king sent his own servant uh, to direct the person living in that house. He returned to her everything that belongs to her. And all of the... Uh, the produce of the field From the time that she left until now You have to return everything back to her Now the series of events here is a little bit confusing I guess we'll, uh, we'll Kind of go into more detail tomorrow But essentially the woman that Elisha had befriended That, that had supported Elisha All these years She becomes uh, She gets the tip from Elisha that she Should get away and go to somewhere else So that there will be food When she comes back her household is taken she goes to the king to complain. Gehazi says, by the way, this is the woman that Elisha did the miracle for. The king says, okay, what can I do for you? She says, I need my house back. The king sends a messenger and they give her her house back. That's the story. Um, what it all means, the significance of it, I guess we'll analyze more tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Lodam. Amen. Amen. Amen.